Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun, friendly host. We are on episode one of season three, the very best one yet, the first episode of the season. I'll keep the introduction short. We have special guests on the show today, Eric and Ryan Cruz. They're the team behind Moves, connecting shoppers with brands for good. Moves is an innovative slipper brand dedicated to reimagining the future of indoor slippers. Their journey was mirrored with obstacles, sacrifice, and opposition, but each challenge provided them an opportunity to rise to the occasion and explore creative solutions. Throughout any journey of discovery, available resources will oftentimes be scarce, but remember to remind yourself of the reason why you have started to help you overcome. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having us. What a what a great intro. Thank you. Yeah, I'm fired up. Yeah, yeah, me too. We <laughs> are beyond excited to have you on the Daily Grind. Our listeners are excited to learn more about your story and dive into what you do on your Daily Grind. So yeah, to get the ball rolling, let's just start with what you do on your Daily Grind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Eric Cruz. I'm the CEO of Mo- and co-founder of Moves Footwear. My, my day-to-day operation really includes hiring identifying talent, uh, logistics, um, and just overall general operation of day-to-day operations. Yeah, um, my name is Ryan Cruz. I'm the co-founder and chief creative officer here at Moves. I'm in charge of our overall brand messaging, design language. So I'm involved in the product design as well as the UI, UX of the website and any type of graphic design needed, and as well as just managing the creative team with the assets. Wonderful. Yes, both of you guys have quite the grinds going on like i said in the intro we're excited to learn more about it and just dive into the business and dive into moves the the inspirational story so yes did you both have backgrounds in business or did that entrepreneurial mindset going into to starting a moves um not particularly i was always interested in like the entrepreneur category but never really envisioned myself as an entrepreneur per se but you know i've always had ambition and throughout corporate America, you know, although my brother and I were both climbing the corporate ladder, you know, at some stage in, in our maybe mid-20s, you know, we, we agreed that we were feeling a bit unfulfilled at the moment. So, you know, we had discussed opportunities to kind of venture into the entrepreneurial space and see how we can become a part of the ecosystem. And, you know, we quickly referenced back to the project that Ryan had over at NGIT. I'm sure he'll be better positioned to tell the story. At that stage, you know, we had agreed that this is the best fit for us. And if we really want to take this venture seriously, you know, we'd have to recalibrate, you know, what we were doing, how we were living in order to make this the dream of, of reality. Yeah, for me, I think the, you know, the entrepreneurial journey did start early because I, I used to just like cut hair as like a side thing. And, you know, they started as free haircuts and then $5, you know, $10 went into like, you know, making some pretty decent money helping my way through college through haircuts. So that it was kind of like my entrepreneurial start, uh, but nothing to like this scale now. 
do you guys also have like from your uh, school or just like previous job experiences you mentioned like corporate america too but just um taking different classes or resources or not working with people to kind of have that that business mindset or help you drive towards towards this aha moment essentially yeah well for me i can reference internships throughout college so i held a few both in New York and New Jersey, and was working for, you know, more or less a startup environment, the first two internships I had. And, you know, there was a young CEO, young founder, you know, who was pursuing really like social media marketing for athletes way before its time. And, you know, in, in some ways I found it inspiring because it'd be like a notion of working for yourself really became visible to me um, throughout that summer. And then, you know, throughout the last two years in college, like I was really active on campus, you know, ran for vice president of my, of my junior class, became vice president of, of my fraternity. And I was just like, I was also a student ambassador and just like, you know, there, there's, there's a list, but I found excitement and kind of pushing boundaries and being uncomfortable, you know, in situations that, you know, I didn't understand, but, you know, it was challenged. So that kind of drew, drew me closer to my dreams and bettering myself. So, you know, there was a spark there. And little by little, as I continued to learn more about the space and, and figured, you know, what my purpose was, you know, I, I was overcome with a sense of, of ambition and, and pursuit. So quickly, you know, Ryan and I sat down, we figured out, you know, a way to kind of make this dream a reality and, and strategize so that we can kind of mitigate the risk and, and, and be successful ultimately. Yeah, for me, I, I was lucky enough to my first real corporate America job was for a, a startup. They would make a, it was called Mission Athlete Care. They made cooling towels. So it was like one core product. It was they were five years in the business, so they were very much a startup themselves. And just being around that environment was very um, educational as well as inspiring to see that you can build a, a brand around one core product and you know how to, how that how that works. Yeah, really well said, both of you, uh, Eric and Ryan, just in regards to just, you know, being able to push boundaries, challenge yourself, kind of dive into new ideas or just a learning environment. As we say on the Daily Grind a lot, continuous improvement as well as learning and teaching yourselves and not being afraid to take the next step with an idea. So, yeah, that kind of leads me to my, my next question, like that aha moment in starting moves. Did you have like this idea in the back of your head already with this with this product or is this something that came across on your own daily grind essentially or like a life experience? Well, it was actually started from a, a school project. So when I was studying industrial design at NJIT, I was tasked to create a, a consumer good or a invent or reinvent a consumer product and bring it into the market. So you know, we started thinking about what kind of things that we could create or, or reinvent. And once we took a look at a slipper, we were like, um, like a lot of attention is not really being paid to the, the slipper market. I think we can make something really cool and exciting here. So that's when we started to brainstorm on that and um, go through the ideation process of making the, the world's best slipper. And then, you know, just being able to take the shoe, take the slipper and not only confine it to the indoors, but being able to transition it outdoors was like that aha moment of, okay, like this detachable sole technology is pretty cool and something that we can really chase. That's really cool. Like I said, we're excited to learn further on in this interview, you know, the techno- the slipper technology, the functionality, things of that nature. Uh, what about the the story behind the, the name uh, moves? Is that kind of somewhat tied into to you guys' last names? <laughs> Well, no, not really. It was actually just based on uh, being able to like move easy, like being able to transition indoor to outdoor and just 
overall like easy movement. So when I put move easy and I started to spell it in different ways, I got moves. So like, and it's spelled the way that it's spelled because, you know, moves is probably taken and um, the way the M-O-V-E-S is taken. So I did the move easy yeah. with M-U-V-E-Z. I think we can all agree that the way we spell it looks way cooler than <laughs> how moves is traditionally spelled. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think it tells the brand story too, like what the product is and how you reinvent the slipper in such a cool mm-hmm. technology and creative solution to some a thing that thing that we need every day on a daily basis to wear shoes. So uh, it makes the right. most sense here. But yes, yeah, so kind of starting from the, the beginning of this journey. So did you face any challenges initially, you know, in the early phase of, of your startup? Of course. Yeah. I mean, the challenges are the list of challenges are, are too long to, to sort through. But uh, when you first start out traditionally with, with any startup, you know, you're cash strapped, you know, financially, you don't have the means or worth all, you know, to seek professional expertise and, you know, really a lot, if, if you're, if you're lacking within your network, then you, you don't have the opportunity to rely on people who have kind of navigated through this channel before. So, yeah, you know, we were cash strapped for a while. So we had a bootstrap for the first two or three years in order to make this concept you know, working in something that we can present to investors so that they can also believe in, in the overall journey. You know, our network was also limited. You know, my, you know, my parents don't come from a production manufacturing background. So uh, my brother and I, we had to kind of canvas, you know, our network and, and those just without outside of it, kind of leverage who they knew and who they trusted so they can kind of help guide us along this journey. And yeah, we definitely made mistakes along the way, you know, trusting the wrong people. Um, believing just words and not actions, but eventually, you know, the more you're experienced, the more you learn from, and, you know, that's what we had to go through. We had to go through those pitfalls to be able to climb out of them and um, get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also encourage all entrepreneurs, particularly early in the stages, ask a lot of questions, you know, don't, don't still rely on, on whatever you're hearing from the vendor or this particular partner that it's true, you know, dive deep into execution because that's really what all comes down to everybody has a great idea but only a few can execute so figure out like who they worked before ask for referrals get a firm understanding of the process and procedure so that you know you, you can understand why things are being done and and allocation of, of what you're spending is, is really going to the right use really well said these are great takeaways for our daily grinders with side hustles ones are small business owners are just really looking to take their business to the next level. That's really essential. Mm -hmm. Just be able to ask questions, uh, persevere. You're always going to face those challenges ahead and you learn from those as well and overcome them and become stronger, which is great to see. But yes. So with, with moves, you started with, you start with initial product offering. How'd you like expand your assortment or can you kind of fast forward us today on for our listeners that haven't came across your story already? I'm surprised there wouldn't be that many, but uh, Mm -hmm. I would say, you just tell us, describe to us what you have all to offer with Moves? Yeah, so the product line uh, currently offers 10 variants, which are 10 sizes, men and female. So we are co-gender. Uh, the branding is pretty unilateral across product lines. So we have one product that we're really proud of. It's you know, referred internally as V1 Low, and it's a low top with a uh, breathable, I guess, breathable fabric. It's super lightweight. And- also contains a zero gravity insole, which is extra cushiony for the bottom of your feet. And all these features are dual sole. Yeah, yeah. You know, highlighted by the dual sole technology, which allows you to transform comfort indoors and outdoors. It also showcases a really cool neoprene heel counter that'll um, really 
I guess, like allows the ease of use to be a core highlight. So you can slide in, slide out as you would a slider across. And it's something that took a couple of months of engineering to really perfect. Quite the product line you got going on at Moves. For our listeners out there, we'll definitely put the website where to shop and where to purchase and everything. So yeah, I love the descriptions. I love the the ease and comfort, comfortable, comfortability, I guess, of the, of the shoe in the, in the outsole and just the technology. But cute, maybe you mentioned a little bit with uh, going through getting this product to market behind the slipper technology and the functionality about it, working with engineers. Can you tell us a little bit more about that process of working through creating like the molds and, and things of that? Maybe give us a few behind the scenes. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. Creating shoes on its own is very difficult because you need actual real steel molds that they inject with either foam or some type of material. And that's how regular shoes are made. Now, our shoes are a little different because of the interlocking technology on the soles. So it was something that I had to really demonstrate before any engineer overseas could understand what I'm trying to uh, accomplish. So what I did was I was able to uh, purchase supplies from an over-counter sculpting store in the city. And I brought those home. I actually made like, at first I had to carve out like a foam version of what I would want to see. And then I made a silicone mold around that. I removed the foam sole and then I added, I poured in rubber so that once the rubber was cured and I opened the mold, it, I had my first real outsole designed and you know manufactured on my own in, in the garage. And it wasn't pretty, it was very heavy and ugly, but it did have the, the had the, the cavities inside the heel that would accept the next sole. So it just proved that it worked. So once I was able to, to do the same process for the for the in, inner sole and I was able to put them together and show that it worked, that's when we knew we had like a real working prototype that we could take to manufacturers and display how it works so they can actually make it happen with real steel molds. And although we proved the concept of functionality, you know, to, to be vi- viable, a lot of the engineers in, in China and overseas had extreme difficulty kind of perfecting the engineering behind it. So we found ourselves having to travel to China twice to really work hand hand in hand with a lot of these seasoned um, you know sneaker manufacturers just to dis- properly describe and and sh- and showcase and and you know review blueprints over in order to make this scalable and functioning that's really interesting again thanks for providing insights in this area and just overall like the process it's not overnight thing that happens it, it's a it's a long-winded process and you have to make sure to to achieve that high quality you know performance and technology with with the slippers which is really cool and yeah such a awesome product i'm just kind of like loss of words right now on how to describe it but yes just speaking you obviously have to have that that global international business um traits in order to you know do business working with in china and travel in general. I know during this time too, we are in the midst of, of COVID still, unfortunately, but ha- how has Moves adapted to serve your consumers to like, you know, this changing climate in COVID and buying habits in general? I know other product categories or uh, people that we've talked on the daily grind as well mentioned supply chain issues or things of that nature. Was your business affected by this or did you overcome challenges during this time? Yeah, I, I, we were affected negatively, but it was also you know, we also kept kept a positive light on it because, you know, our shoes with the dual sole technology was helping people keep dirt out of their home. So we saw it as something that could help the situation and people responded to that well. But and the way it negatively affected it was that 
our shipping rates and our shipping timelines all got delayed and everything got way more expensive. So the supply chain has definitely been affected, but, you know, we're just trying to get creative on ways to work that out, you know, by breaking up the shipments or just whatever we need to do to uh, keep our customers happy and keep our, uh, you know, bottom line low. Definitely. And just in regards to just having staying healthy, you know, staying safe, things of that nature. And you mentioned with the, just the clean environment or where people live, because that's definitely a hot topic right now as well, just in regards to what we see on the news on a daily basis, or just from a long-term perspective, what people want to support brands that they align with their values, which is mm-hmm. which is great. And I, I feel like that's a lot of your consumers of, of Muvez, which is great. Um, yeah, next one, I want to transition to another big question for our daily grinders out there are all excited about your your experience on shark tank um <laughs> yeah so your pitch aired if i did my research right your pitch aired uh april 3rd 2020 you landed damon john as an advisor definitely a moment to celebrate so yeah what's it like working with damon or can you talk about your experience on shark tank yeah so our appearance on shark tank and just the overall experience was very surreal we've been fans of the show since onset. And, you know, I, I recall watching it on my couch. I still do to this day. And while I'm watching, you know, particular entrepreneurs, you know, combat these sharks face to face, you know, I, I find myself kind of reciting a, a conversation or an argument that I would raise just sitting there, not knowing anything about their business, but, you know, feeling a, a sense of familiarity, you know, being there and feeling the pressure and the lights and, you know, it, it was an experience that, you know, we'll certainly never forget, but something that we were very prepared for. They had business, we had dreamt of the of the opportunity for years. And, you know, we were just approaching six months in business and we had a strong foundation and footprint and strategy on how we wanted to go to market. And we were executing against that. So we were able to get the attention, you know, of some casting producers who reached out. And at first we thought it was just a joke because, you know, this was something that, you know, we dreamt for so long and it's coming pretty quickly you know, we, we knew something, some interest was there. So, you know, we, we flew out to LA and the producers and directors and the casting, they, everyone was so professional, super welcoming, you know, was, it, I had never had really a, a true sense of competition. If anything, all the brands and all the entrepreneurs are kind of rooting for each other, which is really, was really inviting and, and helped calm nerves. But, you know, in, in preparation for the pitch, we recited it probably a hundred times. I remember doing it, reciting it 21 times just the day of tape, just to, to make sure that, you know, we could recite this in our sleep. And, you know, we knew we had one shot at this. You have very limited time to, you know, really impress the sharks. So you want to have a pitch that's creative, that's cheeky, that's, you know, made for commer- made for TV in a sense. So inviting the sharks to be on stage and showing a lot of enthusiasm and excitement for the product is all kind of part of the show so you want to you know be cognizant of why you're there and why the cast producers chose you you know in short and immediately after you know we, we embraced damon we were thankful for the opportunity came to visit us shortly after we went to the city to um visit him face to face or i believe it was early january just to, to review and discuss next steps and i remember just like being in the boardroom making what he refers to as the war room and just like looking at damon like in his face because I, I had never done that before and just being like taken back by the grand of the, of the situation, how how far we've come, and being in that building before, not having a meeting, but sitting in the lobby. I mean, that's how that's how crazy and passionate we were at one point. We would sit at the day at the Shark Group lobby, waiting to get someone that we knew worked there, just to, to get their attention to showcase our product. And now to be there with an invitation, 
and his interest and partnership is, you know, a moment that, that I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I love the, the insights and just, I could probably guess it's super, super exciting experience, super intense and really quick turnaround. You have the, like you mentioned, one shot in front of five judges. You got to make it count, make it, make the, be practiced and prepared how many times to, to make it work and which is awesome. So it's a really cool success story. You guys are just killing it in, in your space. So thanks for sharing the, uh, I'm just like, oh man, this is super exciting. And, and on top of it too, you had a, that exclusive invite. Uh, they probably do not give out many of those, if any. So um, yeah, it's, it's a seldom invitation. But which they make very obvious, you know, as soon as, as, soon as you, you, you get to L.A., they, you know, no matter how you get there, everyone has equal chance of success. You know, no matter if you applied or you were invited, you know, now it's this is the playoffs and there's no favoritism by any stretch. Everyone's here to compete, you know, certainly root on other fellow entrepreneurs and, and, and be, be a positive influence. But at the same time, you know, this is no holds bar and. You know, this moment can really change the trajectory of not only the business, but but your life. So be prepared, you know, know your numbers, be authentic. You know, if, if you have an opportunity, you know, to appear on the show, don't take it for granted. Don't be disingenuous. You know, be who you are because the Sharks can read, you know, a liar pretty instantaneously, particularly Mark and, and Kevin. They can read right through you. So you want to make sure that the numbers that you know you're projecting and the way you're positioning your business is truth because they know a lot about a lot. You're well versed in a number of categories. So you want to make sure that you're projecting your business truthfully in the right light, being open minded, because they have more experience and, and and a majority of the answers that you're probably seeking. So yeah, just take it all in. And I know we did. We, we went to Venice, we went to LA. We really enjoyed the moment. Mm-hmm. We didn't let, you know, the circumstance or opportunity get the best of us. We were ourselves on the show. And I think that really resonated with the Sharks as well as the general audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if anybody would like to see the Shark Tank pitch, the full episode, we have it up on our YouTube page uh, at Moves. Wonderful. Yes. that's We'll definitely put that in, in the show notes as always. Even with these key takeaways of just being yourself, being able to know your numbers and know your pitch. And for th- this advice you could definitely use our daily grinders don't get the opportunity to, you know, pitch in front of the, the shark tank. But if you're looking for, you know, outside investors or people that are looking to um, add value to your business or startup, I think this is great information or key takeaways that they can apply to their own daily grind in, in their own setting um, with people that you come across with. Because you never know people that you network with on a daily basis, if not weekly or whatever uh, time frame, uh, how, th- how they can influence your brand or vice versa, too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we try to, the advice that, that we project, we try to make it transferable, you know, no matter if you're on the Shark Tank stage or you're in front of a VC or you're having conversation with a potential brand ambassador, you know, you want to certainly want to be yourself and project the right image so that, you know, you can build a relationship and something that will hopefully foster long-term. Yeah. Speaking of relationships, can you tell us also about like, you know, the ports of having that strong core team, like you guys can bounce off ideas, obviously have different uh, skill sets that really add value to moves. Yeah. You know, for us in particular, you know, the, the reason we're able to thrive and, and, and be successful is, is we, we each possess a skill set that's, uh, you know, adverse to, to our own. So, you know, I, I have a left brain approach. Ron has a right brain approach. I'm respectful of his category and his expertise. I don't really involve myself too much in design. 
you know, from a day-to-day operation standpoint, I'm more of uh, overview and and approval right before production. And I provide complete autonomy to those that, that I trust that can get the job done. And the job doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to get done. You know, the ability to execute really the difference between you know, winners and losers, you know, I, I hate to say it, or, you know, people who are successful and those that, that aren't, because uh, everybody has a great idea. Everybody that's listening to the podcast has a business or service they want to take to market. But, you know, what are what efforts and what strategies are they executing behind the scenes to make that dream a true reality? You know, just being cognizant of of skill sets and, and the skill sets that you're bringing new team members on and what they possess. You know, be respectful, be honest. Reality. There, there's certainly no egos here. And those team members that we do partner with and collaborate with, you got to check the ego at the door. Everyone's open-minded. It's collaborative environment. It's inclusive. Everyone should be like-minded in, in the sense that they want this brand to succeed more than their personal growth. Because ultimately, you know, this vehicle will allow you and present opportunities for you in your career that may not have been available without it. So, you know, prioritizing, you know, the business before, before ego and, and perspective is something to really, uh, you know, be conscious of. Really well said. I think this again, great takeaways, just having that open mind, the the right perspective, right mindset in order to to make those make your hard work and uh, that strong work ethic count and speak volumes. Yeah, th- this is great insights. I got another got another one for you. I did my research on, <laughs> on on your Instagram. I really enjoyed one of your quotes. Everything is impossible until someone does it. They told us this concept would be impossible, but we didn't let that stop us. Can you explain more on this quote and what it means to your brand and its values? Well, for us, you know, it really dates back to the origin. So, you know, when we were referencing our earlier story where how we're developing the functionality in a garage in the middle of the summer, you know, with just over-the-counter supplies from local hardware stores and crafting shops, you know, we were told that numerous times by a number of different factories and even those here on on the east coast that this concept was impossible that you know we should consider it fusing velcro to kind of like you know teeter away from from the overall nuances that that our our product will present to the market and that's something that we weren't willing to compromise with you know we had a distinct definition of how our product was going to perform and how, you know, it would make the consumer feel for the first time and the values that it presented. So, you know, exploring alternatives was not a solution for us by any stretch. You know, we're, we're not engineers, but yet we were able to create molds through, you know, rising foam and, and 3D printing to that prove the functionality. So we weren't complacent and I, we weren't certainly going to be compromising the values that we're looking, you know, to bring to market. So, you know, that quote is, you know, really instills the work ethic behind it, how to not accept no and, and to be uncompromising on qualities that define your product. Our core constructs and our brand identity is convenience, comfort, and functionality. Without those three elements, you know, our product really would cease to exist. So, Define what your product stands for, the elements and the attributes that you bring to market, and be uncompromising. Don't let someone say no to you and accept that as truth. You know, challenge yourself, figure it out. I, I didn't know how to write a patent, but I Googled, I referenced a few patents that were similar to ours, and you know, I crafted our first provisional patent. You know, and I don't have legal degree and I have very little experience in it, but I wanted to do all I could to protect the IP at really early on. And that's what we did. You know, we trademarked, we 
we became very comfortable being uncomfortable and to be an entrepreneur and, and to be a successful one at that, you kind of have to master that. Yeah, really well said. Again, great takeaways just in regards to holding true to your values, your vision, what you define your brand is, uh, what that story is, is that you want to tell to your your listeners, your consumers, your, your target demographics out there. So that's that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. So speaking of our target demographics, how can what are ways our daily grinders can incorporate uh, moves into their lifestyle? Well, with us, you know, this 2020, this 2021 has, well, first of all, 2020 in general, you know, was an extreme undertaking for a lot of, for the America and the nation and as well as the globe. So, you know, as we're regaining our strength and the, the, the nation is, is beginning finally to stabilize, you know, we understand that there was quite a few unexpected challenges that our customers had to endure. So, you know, our tonality for the rest of the year and our purpose is, is the pursuit. So, you know, we're going to be crafting um, some really cool creative that kind of speaks to that narrative. And, you know, if you're a small business owner, you're, you're an aspiring chef or writer or, you know, whatever it is that, that you're pursuing as a passion project, we want to give you the tools and resources available. So we have an entrepreneurial series uh, through our email flow, uh, you know, that highlights and showcases entrepreneurs at, at, at a relatively small scale that can be beneficial and helpful we're going to be continuing to sh share tips and insights on on how to kind of you know go through this process and you know while you're while you're doing it you know we would obviously appreciate the support of our customers because these this footwear this product line this product was designed and intended you know for those that are like minded you know for entrepreneurs that are pursuing you know their dream working late nights our slogan here is 3M belongs to creators and we really firmly believe that whether you're you're balancing a work-life balance, you have a full-time job, but yet you're pursuing your your dream on the side and staying up really till the early mornings, kind of pursuing that. You know, we we want we want to pay homage and we want to show you and and you know be a model for for what you can accomplish if you're able to kind of dedicate your time and and overcommit to the mission and you know be be honest and um, bring something to the market that customers will really value really well said i can agree likewise in regards to just having that work-life balance doing something that you're passionate about uh working towards that dream achieve those goals have that right mindset to to persevere and accomplish success down the road and similar to, to moves out there so yeah speaking of of moves we talked about your daily schedule what's on your daily grind you know uh later this year back half of 2021 2021 is going to be an interesting year for us we're we're right now having conversations with retailers, with wholesalers, you know, and the unveiling of our V2, which is something that we're all very, really excited about. We've probably spent almost six months designing it, dating back to late last year. So signing the confirmation samples and, and gearing up for production is something that we're looking forward to doing. And maybe collaborations closer, closer towards the end of the year is something we have an eye on. You know, we're constantly looking for, for talent, young talent, who's whether identifying a white space in their category or really, you know, pioneering some some respect within their category, something that really gets our attention. So there, there's there's a number of of opportunities that we're really excited about. But most specifically, you know, V two collaborations and and making making our product more accessible to the marketplace, so not just focused on you know our core demographics, which you know geographically is the West Coast and East Coast, but you know the Midwest is is a landscape that we have our eyes open to and working on identifying some retailers who can you know could really help us be well positioned 
for growth in, in 2022 and 23. Yeah, Eric Ryan, we're excited for your growth. Uh, all the all the items that you got on your list for 2021 or the rest of 2021. As we say on the podcast, keep up the grind. Speaking of uh, inspiration, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there or even a quote or saying you gave, you gave us a lot of gems along the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at our victory lap here. So we have we have a victory lap quote by the late Nipsey Hussle that uh, defines a word as it spoke some things into the universe and they appeared. I say it's worth it. I won't say it's fair. You find your purpose or you was an error. You waste an error. You waste an error. You know, that's something that, that we live by and inspires us daily. So we have it, you know, hang, hanging up in our in our office. If there was, you know, a, a word. Basically, just try your best. Find your purpose, you know, really go full force with that. Because once you are, you know, if you found your purpose and, and you're on that grind, you know, every day is, is a blessing and, and you'll just find enjoyment in the journey chasing it if, you know, if you really love it. Yeah. And for those that are trying to still seek and, you know, what they're looking to do, I mean, you know, be insanely passionate about the product or service that, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to start because, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and peaks and valleys throughout this journey. But if you're insanely passionate about, you know, your mission, you'll be able to persevere um, and ultimately be successful in a lot of ways. And, you know, to find success by your own measures, you know, you don't have to have a nice car or buy, have three homes. You know, figure out what success means to you and, and define that before you're, you're willing to embark on this because it's treacherous journey. It's, it's oftentimes difficult or impossible even, but, you know, if you have the right positioning and, and you wholeheartedly believe in the purpose, you know, you'll be able to overcome. Yeah, really well said, both of you. I think it fits perfectly with what we talked about so far on the podcast, the interview. Quite the pleasure of having you guys on the show. Last but not least, if our listeners have questions, comments, you know, want to follow moves, want to purchase their own pair, how can they do so after the podcast? Yeah, so you can find us at moves.co, M-U-V-E-Z dot uh, C-O or dot com works now. We're on Instagram at moves. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter and also Facebook. So we're all over just at moves, M-U-V-E-Z. Wonderful. Yes, we'll put Moves contact info in today's show notes. As always, uh, thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you to Eric and Ryan for being on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to The Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and comp our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. Excellent. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks so much, Kelly. Yep, bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian.